the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Rocking and rolling in hour number two. Jimmy Sangenberger in for Peter Boyles for the first couple hours. Then George Brockler taking the helm. It's a two-for-one special today. Tomorrow, I'm in the saddle from 6 to 10. And, of course, this coming Friday is the final show of the man, the myth, the legend himself, Peter Boyles. It is going to be an incredible day here, not just on News Talk 710 KNUS, but in all of Denver radio, given the legacy that he leaves behind and all that he has accomplished. It is so good to be with you, indeed, an honor and a privilege to be here this week on 710 KNUS as we, gosh, the interest is, it's interesting when you get a text and someone says, who cares? Nobody watches that crap anyway. And yet we keep getting calls and texts about that crap. Uh, That would be in particular what happened after Chris Rock told this joke about Jada Pinkett Smith at the Oscars last night. He is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? (laughs) (laughs) It's Jawazan. That was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh Uh-oh. Richard. (laughs) And then that's Will Smith walking up to Chris Rock, and this happens. Oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the out of me. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out. I'm going to, okay? And this was Chris Rock's recovery at the end. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. We are hearing two very divergent perspectives this morning as embodied in two texts. One, staged. Chris Rock doesn't put his hand up to his face after being slapped. If you've been hit or slapped, you always touch the part of you that got hurt. He doesn't. Then text, not staged. No man would be okay with staging something where his wife is the butt of a joke. And you know what helps to resonate that point, I think, into the more likely scenario? Look at the disgusted expression on Jada Pinkett Smith's face right away. She wasn't joking. She didn't know that that was coming. That seemed pretty clear to me. But was it legit or was it staged? And if so, to whose benefit? Clearly, everybody else in Hollywood isn't getting any attention. Nobody cares about who won what. They only care about the slap heard around the world. And so the only people who sort of benefit from this in terms of the attention are Will Smith and Chris Rock. 
No, nobody else in Hollywood. So are they really going to stage it for that purpose? Hmm. What are your thoughts? 303-696-1971. One line open. Let's go to Elizabeth first up this hour. Good morning. You're on the radio show, Elizabeth. Hi, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. I wanted to make several comments, um, one of which I have a sister-in-law who has alopecia. I've never in my life seen her without her hair on. And if Jada uh, was that sensitive about her scenario, Mm. I would think she would not draw attention to it. There are a lot of alternatives. And then um, the other part of it, considering our wokeism, especially the culture in Hollywood, where who cares if you're bald, not bald, male or female, or what you want to be or trying to be. Mm. Um, So it seems to me that having a bald head shouldn't be that shocking. Chris uh, Rock has a little bit of a style like, do you remember, well, you wouldn't remember, but Don Rickles? Oh, no, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with Don Rickles. Yeah, (laughs) I I know what you mean. Um, Right? You sat in the front row in any Don Rickles show, and you got torn apart, and you took it like a man, no matter uh, what your gender was. Yeah, and you would never take down a comic for being a comedian. I think the overlooked uh, scenario is if this is in fact real, which I was not inclined to believe that it was, and I'm now thinking maybe it was. I, I did not. Wait, 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 Elizabeth. Let me jump in for just a moment and ask you: What is it that now makes you more inclined to think that this is real? Because I've been getting really good points that are pretty compelling. I'm not persuaded yet. That this maybe was staged, uh, although the one we just read from the text, the idea that uh, Will Smith would have said, yeah, sure, let's let my wife be the butt of a joke. That's a real, really good point. But so what increasingly makes you think that this was legit, not staged? So I've only been listening to your show. I have not viewed it. So I'm just listening. Mm -hmm. And what I hear is um, Will Smith being uh, unhinged. I don't I don't see that as acting. I agree. I I, I, I hear him, and I think that's the bigger issue. I think that this, you know, fun, uh, fresh uh, Prince of Bel-Air guy maybe has an issue that hasn't been really revealed, and uh, this could be it. You know, he's got an anger management issue, and for whatever reason, that night, yeah. last night, he was ticked off. Yeah, and, you know, when you um, put it in that perspective, Elizabeth, especially listening to it, and I'll play it again in a moment for folks to hear because it really doesn't sound like somebody who's contriving it, like in a, in a movie situation. This right. is a different circumstance. Being live on stage is a very different circumstance from being in a movie. You know, yeah. I, I think it's, it's similar to when I give – a talk and I'm in front of a live audience that's very different from me here in studio where the only person who could see me is Bill Thorpe. And thank goodness, because gosh, it's this early in the morning. Right. And the other part of this is that isn't chivalry. That was very undignified and uncontrolled. Mm -hmm. Chivalry would be talking to Chris Brock after the show and saying, I would appreciate it. You would apologize to my wife. That was rude. If you would have let us know, Maybe we could have digested that a little better. So I want to get your reaction to this for a moment, uh, and then we'll we'll jump off and, and go to, to Dana. 303-696-1971. Here are a few excerpts from Will Smith's acceptance speech, which I think, Bill, correct me if I'm wrong, that this was actually a few minutes later. It wasn't a long gap between, yes, Bill's giving me the thumbs up. It wasn't a long gap between the speech and what we just heard. Take a listen to some excerpts of Will Smith's acceptance speech. To do what we do. 
You got to be able to take abuse. You got to be able to have people talk crazy about you. In this business, you got to be able to have people disrespecting you. And you got to smile and you got to pretend like that's okay. I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my, all my fellow nominees. Art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Um, but love will make you do crazy things. He says love will make you do crazy things, making it about that and about the culture of Hollywood where you have to put on the smiles and act like everything is okay. Sort of playing uh, really like he was a victim there up on stage, Elizabeth, which to me kind of fits in with the culture of Hollywood. It's Hollywood, though. I mean, these guys are like incredibly wealthy, pampered human beings that have known nothing but pretending their whole lives. This is a profession. It's not like they're in the coal mines uh, working for a minimum wage, Mm. you know. So um, and also in his voice, what I hear. And again, I didn't see any of it. So this is the first time that I've heard this. Right. Um, I hear uh, the fragility. He's he's definitely rattled. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't hear that as as faking it. Um, I think that that is the continuing of his unraveling. And I bet we have more to hear about Will. Smith going forward or not hearing for some time. <laughs> yeah. I think he's got some issues to work out. All right, Elizabeth. Hey, great call. Thank you very much for that. At 303-696-1971, Elizabeth's line is open. The conflict was staged. The Oscars has been irrelevant for years, and this is an attempt to create interest. We are discussing it so it worked. On the one hand, yes, I agree. Agree that they're getting attention for the Oscars, but again, not for any of the stars in Hollywood who won awards. People are just kind of throwing it in there as an anecdote that Will Smith happened to win Best Actor. They're not making it at all about the Oscars and what the awards were. Only two people benefit to the extent they benefit, Will Smith and Chris Rock, right? Or not so right. Let's go to Dana. Dana, you're on it. Jimmy Sangenberger in for Peter Boyles. Good morning. Hi, Jimmy. I was calling to let you know um, I've listened to what's been said so far. I turned on Fox News and I saw the stills Mm -hmm. of the encounter, and it did not look as if it was faked at all. The look on Chris Rock's face um, after he was struck, um, the entire thing just does not look as if it was faked. At all. Well, and then you uh, listen to the voices, too, of how angry Will Smith genuinely sounds. Mm-hmm. He's very angry um, when he went up there. And, you know, I don't know that I can say this on the air, but it was one of those B slaps. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Where um, Chris didn't expect that Will would actually strike him. Mm-hmm. I didn't think so either. I think think that's why he stood there. Mm -hmm. I don't think he saw it coming. Um, He knew that he had done something that was incest, something that was probably um, inappropriate, and uh, it was inappropriate. And just caught up in the moment, I didn't think he expected it at all. And it looked as if when Will walked up there, he's Will Smith. You know, he constantly has this smile kind of, fix on his face whenever he talks mm-hmm. whenever he's doing anything he's going to have this smile on his face i that's think a good that's point. a good point oh i i think, think it's like a fixture on his face yeah yeah 
just the set of his face. So I don't think uh, Chris expected it. And I think Will actually acted um, from a very deep emotional point with him. His wife, Jada, is no shrinking violet. Mm -hmm. She's very outspoken on a lot of things, and she's kind of hard-nosed. And um, I think when Chris said what he said, it kind of caught her up short as well. Even though she's proud of the fact that, yes, I am going to embrace this that I have. This is something that's happening to me. And um, I want, I'm not going to shrink from it. I'm going to show the world that this is who I am now. I think a joke like that was just a bit too far. Yeah, I, it really seemed like the visceral reaction. And I'll go back to a point I, I just made with the last caller, Dana, and that is when you look at a, a live event on stage and you compare that with being in a situation where you're in – the confined quarters of a you know scripted event or scripted film or mm-hmm. TV show that is very different from being on stage and these are not guys who act on stage in the same way somebody who's in WWE does right exactly mm-hmm. yeah i think it was real i don't think any of it was faked at yeah. all although i can see where other people might think that because sure. it is hollywood and you know, you can expect something like this, um, I imagine. But, no, I, I, I think this was real. All and right. Hey. You know, yeah, looking at what I saw of the steals and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this it was real. Yeah. Dana, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, really good points there. Let's go to Aaron. You're up next on the radio show. Jimmy and for Peter for a little bit while longer before George takes the chair. Good morning. Yeah, thank you. Good morning, Jimmy. I have to agree with the last call. I think it was real. Yeah. Even though the other calls made some good points that it definitely could have been staged, but from looks of it, it, it looked real. And, you know, I listened to the – I mean, I didn't watch the Oscars at all. I'm like a lot of people. I just don't – I could care less about Me the neither. Oscars. Yeah. But but uh, from looking at it, uh, <laughs> the, the replays and the news and stuff and watching it, it, it just looked really. Uh, it was real, and definitely, and and I love Chris Rock, and and I and I thought the joke was fun. Me listening to the joke, I thought it was just fun. Because the thing is, so she's in the public eye, he's in the public eye, and it comes with the territory. People are gonna make jokes. She didn't have to. She didn't have to bring out that she's having Good issues point. with her hair falling out. I mean, sometimes. I mean, quote unquote quote-unquote celebrities, they just give the public too much information. Sometimes some things just need to be kept behind closed doors. But but she decided to uh, bring out all this information about her hair falling out. And Chris Rock, you know, I, I, the, 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 the movie G.I. Jane, I mean, that's a horrible movie with uh, starring so, Demi Moore. Here, here's something, uh, interesting text that just came in from Fran in Greenwood Village, and, and I have to say that these thoughts came to my mind as well. Comedians have had a difficult time since wokeism evolved. See Chappelle. Listen to what comes out of Rock's camp and who defends Will Smith. The joke in no way was offensive. Imagine if a white guy slapped Rock. Yeah, that's right. Good point. Just just imagine if a white comedian said that, or 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 any different kind of color said that. What would Will Smith do then? That's right, or, or the other way around here. What they're yeah, saying is, what point. if it was a white guy in the audience who went up on stage hey. and slapped black Chris Rock? Yeah, 
I mean, I mean, I mean, because the thing is, you know, that's a good point. I mean, because the thing is, if you and I did that, I just know the the, the private security that was there that night would be doing a WWE on us. So I mean, that you made a good point. I mean, what if that's true? What if the uh, the the host was a white guy, and he mm-hmm. said that about Jedi Smith. What what would Will do then? Right or, or vice versa. Those are good points, you know. And uh, it's it's uh, it's interesting. But uh, like I said, though, uh, the academy they can't condone this. You know, just you know, asinine behavior by Will Smith. I mean, it's a joke. These are comedians. They're yeah. going to say what you say. And and when I think about the comedians of the past, like Joan Rivers and so many right. other. So many other comedians that I mean talk about had no problem ripping you in in a second. Right, mm-hmm. you know it's interesting that Will Smith would point to in his acceptance of speech. Actually, take a listen. We'll just play a snippet of to it. To do what we mm. do, you got to be able to take abuse. You got to be able to have people talk crazy about you. Yeah, that's what he's saying. And, you know, there is a lot of truth to that. You do put yourself in that position, though. And also, here's the interesting thing, Aaron. That was clearly him saying, here is why I am so upset. Everybody in Hollywood that is tired of paparazzi, even though they also love the paparazzi paying attention. But they at times they don't like the attention. And so he's playing into that to win sympathy of the audience because he knows that there are going to be mixed viewpoints. At least I think this is part of it. That he knows there are going to be some who think, oh, I get it. Some who are like, what the hell did you just do here at the Oscars? You're taking attention from the rest of us, so on and so forth. But then you could see in the video the teary eyes of people as they were listening to Will Smith talk. It was just, it was so emotional. They were getting all up in their feels, Aaron. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, you know, that's why the Oscars is just a big pile of S. And that's why people don't uh, watch the Oscars like me because, I mean, it's turned into such, uh, I mean, you got, you know, uh, gay, uh, you know, phobia, the climate phobia, this phobia, that phobia. And as a result, people just, most people just turn off about it. Yes, it is all political. I talked about my mother who used to, earlier I talked about my mother, Erin, who used to always watch as appointment programming the mm-hmm. Grammys, the Emmys, the Oscars, yeah. you name it. Now the only award show she really watches is the Country Music Awards. And it's sad because she's so in on all the pop culture, but she can't handle the leftist woke politics that are constantly always injected. You remember, especially during the Trump administration, like that was all mm-hmm. they needed to virtue signal yep. who was more anti-Trump than the other one. And that was yeah, all you're it was about. exactly right, and and, that, and that's why that and, and that's why and, and that's just a problem. I mean, he's dysfunctional. Will Smith is dysfunctional. Jada Smith, she's dysfunctional. I mean, that marriage is made in hell. And Jimmy, you uh, have a good morning. <laughs> all right, Eric. Thank you. Sounds like we got you fired up today. Three zero three. 696-1971. Don't think it was staged. Why fake the slap this year to try to improve ratings next year? No one will tune in next year because they think they might see something crazy again. Same people who say it was staged are the same people who believe the election was stolen. All right. So it's interesting. I don't know, though, if that necessarily would be the same or how you can extrapolate that. Uh, I I will just say I think that people can actually differ on those two perspectives. Uh, But I think the point is well taken, especially in this regard, when you look at 
the idea of improving ratings or getting attention. Like, what does Will Smith really gain from this when he just won Best Actor? And from by all accounts, I, I haven't seen the, the, the film uh, King Richard about him playing the father of Venus and Serena Williams. But by all accounts, he did a phenomenal job in that film. Wouldn't he want attention more to go for that, even if it's less so? What does he actually gain? He's a longstanding Hollywood icon. Same with Chris Rock. What do they gain except 24 hours of the slap heard around the world? They don't need that kind of attention, do they? Especially Will Smith, who's one of the top actors in all of these films now more and more. Heck, they've got a, what is it, I think a Netflix show that's dramatizing a serious version of the French Prince of Bel-Air that he's producer of. So how, how can you find that this is staged if you think about all of those other elements to it, even though it's Hollywood? 303-696-1971. Keep the calls and texts coming. It's a fascinating discussion. As we continue, I'm Jimmy Sangenberger, in for a little while longer for Peter Boyles, then George Brockler, warming up in a bullpen here on News Talk 710 KNUS. I have to let a little Stevie Ray Vaughan play out. Jimmy Sangenberger in a bit longer before George Brockler takes the chair right here on News Talk 710 KNUS. I'm in from 6 to 10 tomorrow morning, all in for Peter Boyles, who, gosh, he ends a tremendous, incredible, and historic. Like Those are genuinely accurate words to describe the career of Peter Boyles. This coming Friday, do not miss it. If you didn't get tickets, they're all sold out for the View House on Friday for the live appearance. But be sure to tune in then. It is going to be, it's appointment must listen radio. We have been talking about the slap heard round the world. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the out of me. And then it goes on from there. Was it real? Was it staged? This is something getting at the emotionalism of the moment. Text coming in. Will Smith has been run through the gamut with Jada's antics, cheating on him and publicly proud of it. Maybe he felt like he has something to reclaim and this set him off. Don't know if it was staged. Either way, Hollywood is lame and the Oscars are boring. I think those are Bill Thorpe uh, great points across the board. Yeah, it is. This, this was an this was interesting. This was one that it, it in my dark little heart, I want to say it's staged because we're talking about it. Yeah. Because when is the last time that anybody in the last decade was talking about the Oscars? For really any reason, the next day. And now it is leading Fox News. It is leading some national news. It, it, it's the story that everyone's talking about. When's the last time we saw this many posts about the Oscars or on a social meme. media? Yes. Or a meme yeah. that ripped right from the Oscars and people are saying, well, yeah. this is the new, the slap skill yeah, it's the new of one. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars has replaced the Batman slapping Robin meme. Yeah, and and because I'm a huge professional wrestling fan at first, and I talked about it uh, earlier on the show, how I watched this live, mm -hmm. and it was so interesting afterwards to see them try to put this thing together. But when I'm watching it live, 
I'm seeing Smith, and it looks like a punch, but then his follow-through has an open hand. And at first, I'm like, wait a minute. I've watched enough, you know, grown-ass men fake fight each other to know I fake, you know, fake hit when I see one. But it's a slap, and that's a little bit different. Uh, So could there be a realm in which this is absolutely a put-on? This is a work uh, in the realm of professional wrestling, sure. But I, me, I think I come back to I think it's a shoot. I think it's real. I think he's actually upset. snippet because yeah. we had a listener earlier saying this wasn't a higher-pitched tone for the slap. <laughs> oh. I, see, the thing for me is it depends. What we've got is where the microphone sits. I don't think we necessarily hear a big smack mm-hmm. because that's ah. the representation of a – um, the slap in professional wrestling. And even if someone comes over and slaps someone across the face, they go a little bit higher, and you're trying to make as much skin contact as possible, it's not what's, and that's not what uh, Smith was doing. That's also why you have those famous Ric Flair chops that go, across, that go over so well because he's slapping you with his forearm and his hand right across the chest. Right. It makes a wonderful sound and turns your chest red. So the visual's fantastic with it. So for me, because we didn't have this loud, that, to me, tells me it's more real yeah, than not. Yeah, that's a great point, Bill. But that's because I, I watch a bunch of people do the fake stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, the only reason. Th- actually, yeah. that's critical for those. Like, I, I don't watch WWE. Like, I've maybe seen you don't have clips to. on you TV or whatever. Yeah, not WWE. Uh, or uh, whatever. Uh, whatever the sport. The, uh, this is how ignorant I am of, of professional yeah. wrestling because no I don't it's see okay. the fake stuff. I so you're right. If you don't know what the fake stuff really looks like, But then there's the other dynamic that I was talking about earlier, which is when you look at an on – like just a television pre-scripted scene in a movie or on a regular TV show, that's different from when you're in front of a live audience of people in person. Yeah, That's key, too. And then we were talking earlier about the way in which the the broadcast booth reacted. They were like, what the heck do we do? How do we cut this? And then you see how the American TV handled it very differently from Japanese. And uh, although that's a little less surprising, it's not English TV, but the Japanese and Australian stations. Yeah, the Australian stations not catching it was interesting. And and at least the technical side of it, they didn't know this was coming because it was an absolute mess afterwards, is they kept having to wait for that delay to build up. And you'd see them jump from scene to scene to scene. It was funny to watch, and I'm, I'm thinking of all the guys with their hairs on, hair on fire back in the booth going, ah, what are we doing? But I wouldn't put it beyond Will Smith and Chris Rock to just set something like this up. However, the people that think, hey, if I'm on stage and Will Smith starts coming up to me and I'm not and, and the people that say, hey, uh, Chris Rock didn't assume a defensive posture, I, I would challenge them to say, think of the setting. They're yes, on live exactly. television during an award show. And the last thing that Chris Rock or anybody on that stage is going to think is that someone's going to come up and attack them. And again, I'll lean into some of the professional wrestling world as I have seen some professional wrestlers be very, very surprised when real fans come out of the audience and try to hit them. That it t- even takes those professional wrestlers That's right. a couple of seconds to realize, well, wait a minute, well, and, this and is And here's happening. the thing, especially when you're on TV hosting yeah. or one of the hosts, you know, doing the handout, whatever they were doing for the Oscars, and you're on there or making the announcements and doing your jokes – you are on stage there. Do you really want to be seen, especially as a professional, dodging a swipe 
when the presumption should be it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's if I was Chris Rock standing there, if anybody's standing there on stage and someone stands up out of the audience, even if you mm. just did a joke and they start walking towards you, I don't think the first thing that's going, going, sure. going through your mind is this person's going to punch me in the mush. I, I, I don't think that may be the fourth or fifth, and yes, you could be cautious of that, but I don't think given the scenario that you would jump to. Now, if we were in a bar in Lodo at 2 o'clock in the morning after last right. call, then, oh, yeah, yeah. dude's coming to punch me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, or at a stand-up me. show. Yeah, you, exactly. You, especially a random audience member. This oh, wasn't absolutely. even a random guy, though. Well, it's interesting, too, because first hour we had callers saying – it was staged. It was clearly staged. Then second hour, we transitioned into not staged. It's everybody being persuaded that this is suddenly not staged. Is, yeah. Did your minds change? And if so, what changed them? 303-696-1971. Uh, text. Uh, uh, the, I, I don't even know if I should go into this Alec Baldwin joke territory. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, it's it's one it's one of those those jokes. talk about the Denzel uh, thing if you want to. Uh, yeah, actually, here's here's the uh, here's the clip that I've been wanting to play again and get some thoughts on because I was kind of puzzled by this during the acceptance speech. Will Smith for winning Best Actor. Will Smith quotes Denzel Washington from something that Denzel purportedly told him just moments before. But Richard Williams, and what I loved, thank you, D. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. What do you think he was saying there? I I think that it very wisely, um, Denzel provided some sage advice to Will Smith, basically saying, listen, dude, you are near the pinnacle of the mountaintop at this point. You have been nominated for a Best Actor in, in a movie. You, you have a chance to win an Oscar tonight. Don't mess this up. So in a very spiritual way, what Denzel was telling Will is at that moment of your peak, at that moment in which you think everything in the world is going so well, that is the point in which your defenses are at its lowest because you're expecting everything to be good. So if you are the devil... That is the absolute opportune time to attack. Like if you're a, if you're a neighboring uh, warring nation, I'm going to attack See, Jimmy Sangenberger Nation when you're having an annual celebration. Everybody's partying. This That's is, when I'm going to launch my attack. This is what I thought was what he was saying, but what I didn't want to believe was that. And I guess I I don't know why yeah. I shouldn't think this because Denzel Washington is one of my absolute favorite actors. But for him to say that to Will Smith in a way that was like, yeah, you did the right thing or it was okay for you to go up and, and do that, I was I was sort of like, did he really mean that as a show of support? Well, clearly he did. I think that for me, I'm taking it less as a show of support and mm. more as an idea of, dude, get your house together ah, and watch okay. your rear end. Okay, there and you so go. that's how I took it. I took it rather, and I think be that's why... Be ready to, yeah. to withstand it. Like, yep. this is something you got to be prepared yeah, for. Yeah, okay, and that's good. why I thought it was sage advice that, because I think that, that Denzel go. was coming in and he wasn't taking a position. He wasn't telling Will, dude, good job. Dude, you messed up. Right. I think what he said is, man, you got to be careful because at the time in which you're at your peak, it's the time in which you can have your greatest fall and you better watch what you're doing. That's how I took it. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. And, and that's much more. That, let me listen to it one more time here. Richard Williams. And what I loved, thank you, D. 
Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Yeah. Okay. I see exactly what you mean. Yeah. And, and so I think I, you're right. And on I think, there. yeah, I don't think Dale, Denzel was taking a side. I mean, was he, ugh, I mean, kind of a backhanded way accepting what Will Smith did. Right. We can, we can agree or disagree with that, but I think very intelligently he approached it. Like I would say, and you and I'll both get this, the older Jedi. Yes. I think the older Jedi yes. imparted some wisdom. Mm, that, wisdom it is, yes. <laughs> Exactly. To say, watch the choices you are going to be made, making and be mindful of your emotions. Be mindful of the dark side, you must. Yes? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. Now that's you good. got me going, yeah. Bill. Now you good got job. me going with the Yoda voice. Uh, I think that's, that's a great point. And, and it is so fascinating, though, to just see how Hollywood, I mean, watching those expressions as he was speaking and they got all teary-eyed. And it was it was so emotional. And they were just like, oh, no, I could feel what Will Smith is saying. And, you know, maybe there was a lot of genuineness in there. But it, it just made me think of sort of smug Hollywood. Number one, who can go up there and punch somebody or slap somebody in the face on a stage like that and then be totally okay? And everybody's just talking about it and wondering, is it staged? Is it this? Is it that? And not have any sort of consequences whatsoever. Well, Hollywood. And then uh, number two, you think, okay, uh, what's going through the heads of all the people who were on the stage and off the stage in that moment as far as their reactions? 303-696-1971, of course, our telephone number here on News Talk 710 KNUS. And I just want to hear the way Chris Rock recovered here. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. In many ways, he's right. Yeah. In many ways. That, that is going to be more memorable than the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake Super Bowl. There are many things that is going to be more memorable than. And... I will say that, you know, intentional or mm-hmm. not, Will Smith um, having the waterworks during the speech when he accepts the Oscar, very smart. Yeah. Very, very smart. Oh, Again, of course. Intentional or not, yeah, because it makes him emotionally vulnerable. It makes him exposed. And again, these are actors, so they know how to do these things mm-hmm. if they want to. So I can't, I'm not going to draw a judgment on whether or not this was a performance or if it was a, you know, a real shoot. Yeah. But... Very intelligent. He, because of those tears and because of that emotion, he immediately turned 90% of the audience onto his side. It, it was, again, from, from a guy that watches the fake fighting and wrestling. Nice job. <laughs> yeah. I could not have written that better. I, I always taught my sons that's text coming in that there were no words that warranted a physical response. Will Smith is and should be arrested for battery. And that's an interesting idea that mm-hmm. if Rock chose to, uh, the L.A. police say, yeah, they right. would absolutely he wouldn't charge. do that. Yeah, no, he uh, There's every incentive, no. every reason for Chris yeah. Rock not to do that. But it does oh, ask yeah. the question, okay, this was not a movie. When you go see a movie, when you go see television, watch a regular television show, you have a certain impression that this is what's happening, and it's all fake and all of that. But then you have kids sitting down watching this at the Oscars, and it sends – a different kind of message. This isn't Chris Rock and Will Smith in a movie. This is at least ostensibly real life. And the impression that's given to the kids is a little different from what you can say going into a movie or a television show, isn't it? 303-696-1971. This is a thoughtful text. Why would Rock agree to a stage 
This now opens the door for people to assault comedians. Why would Smith agree to a stage? He looked slash sounded like a stereotype, the stereotype of an angry black man is a stereotype and greatly damaged his brand. You're nuts if two wealthy, popular black guys are going to do work for a little white Oscar crowd. That's a good point, because especially in this moment, why are they going to want to perpetuate false racial stereotypes in any way, shape or form? And especially how does Chris Rock benefit from this? How does he benefit when people are even saying, oh, well, Will Smith. He defended his wife's honor, and it was a bad joke from Chris Rock versus those then who say it was staged. I don't think there are too many people who are necessarily taking Chris Rock's side. We haven't heard that so far this morning, at least in any visceral way. 303-696-1971. Arnie, you're on Jimmy Sangenberger here with you. Good morning. Yeah, Jimmy, uh, I'm just telling the Billy there that... uh... The reaction that Chris Rock had last night was a duplicate of his reaction to killing the alien in Independence Day. Mm -hmm. Go back and look at it. Okay, and can you just expand on that? Because I'm trying to remember the scene. It's a great movie. The way that he, I mean, I didn't watch it last night, but I've listened to it. And the way that he yells and he he, uh, uh, segments his speech when he's telling him, don't you ever uh, say uh, wife, and it's almost word for word out of that scene in the in the movie Independence Day. And at least that's the way I reacted to it. All right, yeah, I, it's very interesting. Thanks, Arnie, for the call. I appreciate yeah. it. This is this is fast. This is why people are talking about it because there's so many questions. Is this legit? Is it staged? We're going to take a quick break. My final segment up ahead. Then. Handing off to George Brockler right here on News Talk 710 KNUS as we fill in two for the price of one for Peter Boyles. Good morning, Jimmy Sangenberger here on the Peter Boyles Show, News Talk 710 KNUS. And look, the opening bell was rung almost just a few seconds shy of 15 minutes ago. That means it's the time of the morning where we check in with our friends at Alpine Planning Group. We got Amy Duncan on this morning. Good morning, Amy. How are you? Good morning, Jimmy. I'm good. Happy happy Monday. And as as Bill said, if you would have bet me a thousand bucks on Friday that you guys would be talking about the Oscars on Monday. I, I know. I, isn't that the craziest <laughs> thing? Who would have thought that we on this station would be talking about the Oscars? Right, right. And I'm I'm anyway, I mean you can do anything with YouTube or whatever these days, but I, I certainly missed that controversial moment and even I want to take a look at what happened. So Anyway, um, let's get your listeners the numbers, sir, and and nice to talk to you again. The Dow's off about 150, Jimmy. S&P completely flat, up a point. NASDAQ up by about 100. Uh, Last week finished the second straight week of gains for stocks. So two weeks in a row, nice little breath for Wall Street. Uh, And I think investors just continue to eye the big things, and that's number one, the, the Federal Reserve plan for rate hikes, and number two, monitoring develops. Uh, developments on Russia's war in the Ukraine. Later this week, though, we've got job numbers. um, And I think for the month of March, these are going to be rather important, watching the unemployment and also the new hire numbers. 
it's always kind of a, a, a little bit of a wake-up call to see how those numbers move after we've seen a market sell-off such as we saw here uh, throughout much of the first quarter. So um, I was going to make a couple of points about taxes, but I think I'll just wrap up, sir, let you keep going with the Oscar drama. And um, <laughs> again, if anyone has some questions about their own individual plan, uh, their overall wealth management, give us a call. We'll see if we can provide some guidance. Excellent. Well, I will be in the chair again tomorrow for the full show, so I'm looking forward to that. Amy Duncan, thank you very much. Of course, our friends at Alpine Planning Group are a comprehensive financial planning firm committed to improving your long-term financial success. Investing is a matter of trust, and they are prepared to earn yours. Call them today at 303-843-0918. Again, that's 303-843-0918. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC and registered investment advisor. Alpine Planning Group and Woodbury Financial Services, Inc. are not affiliated entities. 14 West Dry Creek Circle, Littleton, Colorado, 80120. Once again, Jimmy Sangenberger in for Peter Boyles these first two hours. Then George Brockler in the next hour takes the helm. We'll chat for a few minutes at the top, do a little crosstalk. Tomorrow I'll be in from 6 to 10 here. Again, on News Talk 710 KNUS in for Peter Boyles, who ends a tremendous and extensive career in radio, a legendary one this coming Friday. Of course, tickets sold out for the live audience event at the View House, but you can listen and we encourage you, please tune in Live beginning at 5 a.m. on to 10 a.m. He's going to be on for five full hours. And Bill was saying he's uh, trying to figure out how to fit everybody in that uh, Peter wants to appear on the show. So it's going to be one of those programs that is must-listen appointment radio. Make no mistake about it. All right, let's get back to it. The slap heard around the world. Everybody's talking about it, even if you don't want to talk about it, even if you say, who cares? Everybody's talking about it. Everybody cares right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Here is a piece as the question goes, okay, was that slap of Will Smith to Chris Rock after Chris Rock told a bad joke about Will Smith's wife? Was that real? Was that staged? Here's a little thought, food for thought, that should make you think mm, maybe this was legit. Kathy Griffin. Thank you to the listener texting in saying the world is upside down when Kathy Griffin is the voice of reason. She tweeted the following out last night. Quote, let me tell you something. It's a very bad practice to walk up on stage and physically assault a comedian. Now we all have to worry about who wants to be the next Will Smith in comedy clubs and theaters. What Will Smith just did was make it more risky for everyday people coming up in the comedy shows who's just like, well, Will Smith did this. He got away with it. Why can't I? Was it real? Was it fake? Is that additional proof that it was real? 303-696-1971, my final call of the morning. Dino, you're on with Jimmy Sangenberger. Good morning. Hey, Sensel, how are you? I'm I just doing told good. Billy Thorpe, that's good. I just told Billy Thorpe, you really won't know it's a war if it's a work or a shoot until about a week later if they, someone comes out and says it. Right. If either Rock does it or Smith does it, they come out and they might say it. I thought years ago when that uh, uh, got Andy Coffin slapped uh, uh, Jerry Lawler, 
I thought that was real for about three days. Then I watched it again and realized other people were mentioning it. David Letterman never moved. If that was real, he would have got out of there. So that's, that's one factor. But who knows? I yeah. don't know. It's one multimillionaire going up there slapping another multimillionaire. The way the world and the way the country screwed up. So I think they wanted to get publicity. And I also think they wanted to see that uh, maybe they could relate to regular folks now. The Hollywood set. But, oh. but I don't know. You don't know. So it uh, comes out about a week later. Yeah. Well, I'll just a- ask you real quickly, Dino, and that is when you look at the visceral reactions, though, and you consider the implications for comedians everywhere, what do Will Smith and Chris Rock really get out of this if it was staged by them? No, yeah, you make good sense. It's, it's, I, I probably am leading towards the reality of it. Yeah. You never would ever in the old days see the, uh, John Wayne – if uh, Bob Hope hosted a lot of them, if Bob Hope made a joke about Maureen O'Hara, who's a good friend of his, he walked up there. Can you imagine him trying to slap Bob Hope? That would never, ever happen in those days. Mm-hmm. Or Steve McQueen, if someone says about Ali McGraw, and he went up and slapped somebody, you'd never see that. No. So I, so I think it could be real. Yeah, it's the culture of Hollywood. It's, it's not upset. You just whack them. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, you'll know in about a week. You know, and I I, what would be interesting, too, do you know, is if you went back 30 years, 40 years, and this happened— it would be interesting to see how Ameri- the American public would respond to be talking about it in radio shows to, to then versus wh- how we're talking about it today. Would anybody be saying this was staged? Would anybody be saying this is their motivation or that's their motivation back then when things were very different, as you're talking about? Well, that's true. Also, I thought of something else as well. You probably had before radio, you probably had regular jobs or whatever. If you and I had a regular office job, we tried to put a hot foot on a, a former a, a co-worker. Mm-hmm. You're fired. But yeah. in Hollywood, they do it all the time exactly. on the movie sets. Yeah. They, play, they play practical jokes all the time. Nothing ever happens because you're above the actual job uh, market. And you're, this, you're a different type of celebrity job. Yes, and, but and, you never know in that, in that regard, too. This is, why we'll, this is why nothing will come to Will Smith. Nothing's going to well, happen. Sure no. Yeah. Uh, well, it happened already. They would have said something already. They tried to blackball hey. them. Now they're saying substation. They, they yeah. give the Oscar back. Well, That's D- Dino, great call. Thank you very much. I, I got to run. See you Friday. Absolutely. <laughs> Looking forward to that. What's going to happen on Friday at the View House? Peter Boyle's special show. It is. Uh, it, it really is, and I'm looking forward to it. And it has been great treat to be here the last couple of hours. And tomorrow I will be in hosting from. 6 to 10, the entirety of the time here on News Talk 710 KNUS. I had a listener post on Facebook, my Facebook page. Play some of your great harmonic in the background to intensify the drama. Let's just... Oh, wow! Wow! Is it is it worthy of being very slow or is it like, yeah, this is something you need a little more peppiness to it because it's Hollywood, baby. Let the enthusiasm. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to think more on what to what would be the appropriate harmonica soundtrack to any of that. But what a fascinating turn of events. I had no idea. Look, last night I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I got a couple hours here. Uh, you know, I had a little bit of, of Biden to play and talk about what happened Saturday. Yeah, this this is Hollywood and Hollywood sometimes takes center stage, especially when you're talking about something like this that never happens. 
And now it has happened. What are the implications? I know George is going to pick up the baton and run with it in the next two hours on this very topic, continuing the conversation. Keep the calls and texts coming. We'll have a little crosstalk coming up. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger. My thanks to you for tuning in this morning, joining us on the program. George, in the saddle for the next couple hours. I'll be back in tomorrow morning. Thank you so much. God bless America. And let's keep the conversation going. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.